Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for joining us. The Biden administration is hard at work as usual, although it's often hard to tell what they actually are working at. This time, they've been working on something we've all known and suspected for quite some time. The U.S. Energy Department finally admitting this week for the first time ever the COVID China virus most likely, as they put it, arose from a lab leak in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We are now more than three years from the inception of the China virus that has taken the lives of more than a million Americans and almost seven million worldwide. This is the first admission from the Biden administration about the origin of the virus. China's foreign ministry Monday dismissed that report, insisting the United States is looking to, quote, smear China and demanded we, quote, stop politicizing origins tracing. Well, there you go. And we'll see whether the Biden administration stands up against Beijing and stands up for all those who lost their lives to the China virus. Our guest today is someone who stood up and paid a big price for speaking out against China. His name is Ennis Cantor Freedom. He played in the NBA from 2011 to 2022, a first-round draft pick out of a high school with a highly successful career. Ennis has been blackballed by the NBA, preventing him from playing in the league since taking a strong stance against China, their dictatorship, and the treatment of the political prisoners in those Uyghur labor camps. Ennis, it's great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Delighted. And I have to say, I've been looking forward to talking with you for some time. You're truly a hero for all who believe in free speech and assert themselves and their views in the public arena. I just want to congratulate you, commend you, and tell you how much I respect you for what you're doing. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for having me. That means a lot. And I'd, I'd also like to begin today with how what you are hearing uh, from friends and relatives uh, in Turkey, uh, that tragic uh, series of earthquakes that has right. devastated uh, so many people. You know, it's definitely one of the uh, biggest heartbreaking disasters that Turkey ever faced, you know. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, my I'm one of the lucky ones because my family was living in the west side of Turkey, so they didn't really... Uh, get affected much but so many of my friends families i mean i had a friend who i had a conversation with a few days ago he said he lost 11 of his family members so many people are uh, suffering right now but i think you know what actually gave me so much hope and actually motivates me is international community obviously you know uh erdogan's regime turkish government is not an easy government to work with but international community from all over the world doing best they can to help rescue teams, help food, help send food and all, all that stuff. So it definitely 
uh, made me really happy. Well, that's that's wonderful, and the response, uh, and I and I will credit uh, President Biden. He immediately said, "Whatever is needed, uh, the United States will uh, send help and aid." Uh, and I was I was to please I was pleased, very pleased to see uh, him take that action uh, the instant uh, that those earthquakes had occurred. It also looks like it's going to be a, a very difficult task to to reach uh, and to recover uh, so many bodies uh, that these early reports on the death toll, unfortunately, are probably going to be uh, uh, underestimates, uh, and the tragedy will only worsen uh, from from here in terms of the numbers uh, who have died in that uh, uh, that horrible earthquake. Uh, I, I want to want to turn, if I may, to to you and the and and the I think our audience is going to be surprised to learn that you have a bounty on your head uh, by <laughs> the Turkish government. How did this outlandish bounty come to be? Uh, I know that you were uh, you were not pleasing the uh, Erdogan government, but I had no idea yeah. that they had put a bounty on your head. Well, the quick story of it was, um, so I talk about the problems that were happening in Turkey for the last, you know, 10 years. And it started with the 2013 corruption scandal. And I actually put a tweet out there because after uh, Erdogan's uh, corruption scandal, he started to put innocent people in jail who actually caught him, the police, prosecutors, judges, and who he started to go around and shutting down media that's who were talking about this uh, scandal. And I was like... As an NBA player, I just put a tweet out there because I, I, was, I was like, I don't care who you are, but if you are fighting against the free media, I'm going to say something about it. So I put a tweet out there. It became a conversation. And after that, I started to you know, be, be more, uh, more outspoken. So some of the things that I actually talked about, it actually affected me and my family. My dad was a scientist. He got fired from his job. My sister went to medical school for six years. I believe she still cannot find a job till this day. And I think the saddest one was my little brother because he was playing basketball in Turkey and he wanted to be like his big brother, become an NBA player, but he was getting kicked out of every team because of the same last name. So they were getting affected so much, they had to put a statement out there and said, we are disowning Enes. The letter is actually still out there on the uh, internet. So right. the Turkish government didn't believe that. They sent police to my house in Turkey and they raided the whole house and they took every electronics away, phones computers, laptops, iPads, because they wanted to see if I am still in contact with my family or not. They couldn't find no evidence, but they still took my dad in jail for a while because they wanted to see, they wanted to shut me up. So we put so much pressure from here to Turkey, they had to uh, let him go. But then they revoked my passport, they put my name on Interpol actually, and just you know, a few weeks ago, uh, they put me on the most wanted terrorist list and they put a bounty on my head. And it was just, I was just shocked. I was like, this is literally putting my life in danger in U.S. soil. Um, so that's why, you know, I was actually doing a basketball camp in Vatican. I left immediately the next day because the FBI was actually really worried that they could just come and do uh, do something. So the, has President Biden stepped in at all to to in any way protect you to try to bring some reason to Erdogan? So after the bounty news, you know, I went to, I went to Congress and I sit down and had a conversation with this 
senators, congressmen, congresswomen, and I told them about how is unacceptable this foreign government can put a bounty on American citizen head in U.S. soil. I was like, we got to do something about it. So we put a letter, and I believe 35 members of the Congress signed it, actually, and we sent it to President Biden and said, please do something about it because this is unacceptable. We had not heard from him yet. We sent another letter to Anthony Blinken, and we have not heard from him yet either. And now we are circulating another letter to Jake Sullivan, and I don't believe that we are going to hear anything from him. And it just is a shame how, to me, it's just a shame because how this, you know, they can do this in U.S. soil to an American citizen, and my president is telling us about it. It's it is stunning that you, as an American citizen, you remain a Turkish citizen as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, but as I an American, they kicked me. Out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I believe they kicked me out. they they revoked my passport, so I don't know if I am still a Turkish citizen or not. I'm not really sure. Well, you. The main point here is that you are an American citizen being treated like this yep. by the government of uh, of Turkey. Uh, by the president of Turkey himself, uh, mm-hmm. it is it is stunning to me that the White House and the State Department have not responded, uh, because you are you are exemplary uh, in your support mm-hmm. of the Constitution and your and and standing up for free speech. You have bravely stood up against uh, the NBA uh, and any who are sympathizers with uh, communist China. For China's treatment of the Uyghurs, you're, you are a model, if I may say, for, uh, for all citizens. So I will actually tell you a story about it. Just last year, uh, I was eating lunch with a senator. And while I was eating lunch, I asked him, do you think President Biden knows my story? And the senator said, absolutely. And then I was like, since the day he took to office, I have been trying to get in touch with him or his administration, and I have not heard from them yet. Um, I was like, why they have not returned my calls? They said, well, because Turkey is a NATO ally, and President Biden meeting with you is pretty much telling Erdogan, screw you. So I don't think it's going to happen. So I told the senator, I was like, Senator, no disrespect, but you are telling me the most powerful man in the world is pretty much to meet with a 29-year-old NBA player. The senator said, I'm not going to say that he is, but he basically is. And that actually shocked me, you know. So at that moment, I just didn't know what to do anymore. Well, I, I have to say, I think everyone listening is is shocked by your story and the way that you have been treated, uh, not, not only by our, our president, but by the State Department, by everyone you've turned to, yep. and particularly, particularly the your stand against China and the NBA. Uh, you are a player who now has been blackballed uh, mm-hmm. for your views, uh, while LeBron James has a view about everything, but seems to prosper. Yep. How how? I wonder how that must make you feel. So two years ago, when they put us in an NBA bubble, it was during the, you know, all the protests were happening Mm -hmm. in America. 
And I remember the, all the players came out and said, we are more than athletes. You know, we are social justice warriors. The NBA was the first organization actually went out there and said, we are, we are more than just a basketball organization. We care about what's happening around the world. We care about social justice. They even put all these logos on the floor, all these phrases behind our jersey. A lot of people took, me, uh, took a knee and stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, that's great. If that's what you want to, you know, stand up for, that's amazing. But two years later, this happened. So I sit down with Adam Silver or so many other, actually, people from the NBA. I was like, you guys are hypocrites. You guys are hypocrites because you guys will only stand up for the things that is not going to affect your money and business because they know if they say anything against the Chinese government that they are going to lose billions of dollars. And unfortunately, not one player or coach or someone from the NBA office just stand next to me because all they care about is money and business. They have no morals, no principles, and no values. And all these players that's going out there calling themselves the freedom fighters or, you know, social justice warriors, human mm-hmm. rights activists, they will shut up and dribble the ball if the, th- the things that they talk about affects their money and business. Now, social justice for everyone but the Uyghurs, uh, social justice for everyone yeah. except those who are in child labor camps. Uh, exactly, social exactly. justice. Social justice, as long as it doesn't cost uh, anyone anything, they can just put a, a, a slogan on a football field or a basketball court. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, counts, it counts for what? It's, it's just advertising. It means nothing because the messaging is so, I, I agree with you, it is so insincere, so inauthentic, uh, and it is virtue signaling uh, at its worst, in my opinion. Uh, it, it's, it's very disappointing to see the NBA uh, put that much money, uh, and we know money drives everything, but to put that much money in front of values that they say they are, uh, are well, supporting. No, it, it just crazy to me how the biggest dictatorship in the world can control a 100% American-made company like NBA or Nike and fire a U.S. citizen, you know? So that was the one thing that was just blow my mind. How? And I really wanted to expose their hypocrisy because whatever they stand up for is just a lie. So the fans can be like, wow, you know, they are standing up for something other than basketball, blah, blah. But I promise you, they do not care about any of that. I was, at the, I was in the locker room with some of my teammates. All they're doing is for their own PR, and they don't really feel that in their heart. If they would have, you know, while we are talking right now, there's a genocide happening. Two, three million people are getting tortured and raped every day. And I'm not even talking about the organ harvesting, surveillance cameras. And this is only one, just Uyghurs. You look at Tibetans, Hong Kongers, Taiwanese people, uh, Falun Gongs, or Mongolians. You know, they are all suffering. Human is human. Then say something about that. They won't because they know as soon as they say anything against the Chinese government, they will be losing their contracts, shoe sales, jersey sales, businesses, and stuff. So, unfortunately, I, it's disgusting, but I, and I wanted to expose it. Well, uh, and God bless you for doing so. 
And I want to return to President Biden and, and raise the issue because it's it's extremely valid. And that is he's being compromised by the Chinese communists. His, he's received mm -hmm. millions and millions of dollars. Uh, the, the think tank that's named after him at the University of Pennsylvania receiving over $50 million from the Chinese government. Uh, it, he is compromised uh, in every way. Watching the balloon spectacle that we've all witnessed over yep. the last uh, over a week now, uh, he has not responded rationally or in, or in defense of the nation, uh, and he has diminished the, uh, the importance of this uh, by saying it's not a national security issue, when it clearly uh, is, and he had to reverse himself. Uh, so it's, it's very complicated, but on another level, it's very simple, and you have described it, I think, absolutely correctly. It is the money, and anyone who interferes with the flow of the money is going to pay a price, and you know that better than uh, anyone. I, I, I want to ask how your teammates have, and the, your fellow basketball players have responded to you. So we had, it was the perfect moment because it was just before, uh, before the Beijing Olympics. So I literally try to reach out to everybody. It was not only my teammates, but NFL, MLB, NHL, MLS, forget about the American sports. I try to reach out to Olympians around the world. And I was like, listen, you know, just join me. Let's become this, let, let's, let's become a movement, you know, and let's stand up for all those innocent people out there. We are not, I'm not telling you to stand, talk about politics. This is, this is a human rights issue. It doesn't matter you're from the right, you're from the left. You have to care about human rights because it's above politics. Um, so I was like, let's do it. And they said, listen, man, especially my teammates, they were like, listen, man, we love you. I think what you're doing is so inspirational. We support you, but we just cannot do it out loud. Ask them why. They said, well, we have shoe deals, endorsement deals. We have jersey sales. I, we have a deal with Nike. So we just cannot stand with you. I asked them one simple question. I was like, Put yourself in their shoes. Have some empathy. If your mother, if your sister, if your daughter was in those concentration camps, getting tortured and raped every day, would you still pick money and business over your morals, values, and principles? They usually turn around and leave the room or locker room. And I, my mind was just blowing, especially Nike athletes. I have zero respect for Nike athletes if they want to stand up for other than just basketball. Because, first of all, that's NBA's biggest, um, NBA's biggest sponsor. And if you look at why, what Nike is doing is in America, they stand with Black Lives Matter, no Asian hate, LGBTQ community, and, and all the other stuff, right? But when it comes to China, everybody knows about the slave laborers and sweatshops. So I was telling my teammates, I was like, the shoes that you've been wearing, right, the kids, are making those. There are so much blood and sweat and oppression on, on those items. So let's boycott it together. Unfortunately, they said, they, they, they told me no over and over again. And I was like, you know what? This is just horrible. Well, let me give you an, another example. Uh, just as brutal uh, as, uh, as the Uyghurs. And that's the way that uh, uh, yep. women and children are being uh, trafficked on their southern border. This president, the one who ignored you, uh, who embraces China, 
and uh, recognizes Turkey as first a member of NATO and Erdogan as a national leader who he does not want to offend, doesn't mind aligning himself with the Mexican drug cartels where hundreds yeah. of thousands of, of Americans are being killed uh, by fentanyl, where women and children are being sex trafficked across that border that is wide open now and for which there is no uh, effort to stop them. This is an outrage. I don't see anybody putting anything about stop sex trafficking, stop fentanyl on their uh, football fields or their basketball courts. Yep. Would, wouldn't that be a smart, smart statement to make? Uh, it would look so nice to virtue signal on that, but they haven't got the guts to do that. I mean, exactly, because they know they cannot stand up for those things. You know, it's just, it was just, I was just saying, like, when I, like two years ago, they were putting Black Lives Matter, Breonna Taylor, I Can't Breathe, George Floyd, and all that stuff on their shoes. But that is an, another issue. Like you said, thousands of people, thousands of teenagers, kids are dying just because of that. So why our president does not, I don't want to say he doesn't, he doesn't know, he doesn't care about this issue, but the, the, I'm thinking about why. Why hasn't he stopped it yet? There's only one rational answer, and that is he wants to be aligned with, or he is afraid of, the Mexican drug cartels. He doesn't even mention them. He is, he is a, a weak man, whether it's his fear so, or whether it's his choices. <laughs> I was actually Kevin McCarthy's guest in State of the Union, and I promise you, I was just waiting for him to say something about it. I was just waiting for him to mention human rights or cartels or the border or defense. I promise you, I did not hear any of that. And that broke my heart, because if you look at America right now, thousands of people, teenagers, our young generation, where we say that those people are going to be our future, the future of America, are dying because of this drug. And... We have not talked about it in the State of the Union. Well, you're an example so, to all of those young people. Uh, you're, you're a great American, and we thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, and also, I want to compliment uh, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, for inviting you to the State of the Union uh, and, uh, and commend him as much as you uh, dismiss, if you will, criticize the President for not recognizing you. Uh, let me ask, what is your future? Uh, what is next for you? So, I'm, I mean, I'm just 30 years old. The sad thing is, I could play basketball another six years. My body's healthy. I love basketball. I want to play basketball. But after having conversation with many of the ex basketball expert, ex experts, they said, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Uh, more people watch NBA games in China last year than American population. And I said, after speaking out about the Chinese government, unfortunately, China banned every Boston Celtics game on television. So, and we had a research, and 40 NBA owners got tied up $10 billion in China. So I don't think NBA is going to happen um, in my future. But, I mean, I, am, I, mean I, I still love the game. I created a foundation, and now I go around the world and organize basketball camps for kids. It's the easiest way to reach out to kids. And whenever we do a basketball camp, my first one was in – Jerusalem. My second one was in Vatican after having a conversation and meeting with the Pope. So we just 
go organize basketball camps and bring kids from different colors, different religions, different backgrounds, and different cultures, and we just play basketball, and we learn from each other, you know, and that is the most beautiful way to learn. So right now, I mean, I'm just keep loving the game, and there are millions of kids out there who still love basketball, and we can use it as a tool to uh, shape our future. Well, good for you. And uh, I, I have to ask, because obviously you're being discriminated against because of your views. Uh, ha- have you thought of suing the uh, the NBA for collusion? Because it clearly is. Yes. I mean, so good question. I, yes, I do. Uh, I mean, I did hire lawyers and we are having kind of conversation with them. And, I, and even they told me our case is very, very strong. And someone has have to expose this hypocrite, you know? So, yes, we are looking to uh, sue them soon. Uh, I just hope that um, American people can see what's happening, you know, because the more the research that I have done, the more I realize how much Chinese government is pretty much, you know, influencing American, American people. Look at Wall Street, academia, big tech, Hollywood, NBA, sports world. It was just crazy to me. I was like, you know what? Let's just expose MBA, and we'll just start there. Well, thank you for doing so and considering it and, and uh, standing up for yourself and for, for values that uh, are fundamentally American, that is freedom and liberty and, uh, and the right thing. Uh, and it's kind of, we thank you for being with us. Uh, God bless you, and, and come back soon, will you? Of course. Thank you guys so much. I'm a big fan, so appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, same back at you, my friend. And here tomorrow, our guest will be another great American, Mr. New York himself, radio talk show host, broadcasting legend, and good friend, Mark Simone. Please join us tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.